0: Welcome to the Retirement Evolved Podcast with Certified Financial Fiduciary, Adam Bruno. Goosebumps, Bill. Always gives me goosebumps when I hear
1: that. When you you hear your name in lights. That's it. No, wait, that's not how that works. Well, thank God
2: we're not under the lights, right? You'd see your name in lights. That's 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 what it is. (laughs) I get stuff confused. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. It was a pretty successful weekend, uh... My Bills won again and uh your Falcons didn't do pretty didn't do too bad either. Uh no. Yeah, we we uh
1: the uh, Falcons won despite themselves. The Bills are just <laughs> doing what they do lately cuz they're very good. So, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, listen, thank thank you uh thank you all for being here and listening once again this week just to clue you in this is the Retirement Evolved podcast with Adam Bruno, Adam is a certified financial fiduciary, private wealth manager, founder, president of uh the good folks at Evolution Retirement Services, um, you can find out more about them at evolutionretirementservices.com. Also, uh, while you have a minute, please go ahead and, and click on the like, subscribe, follow, I don't, whatever button you have, because for some reason, there can't be just one. Everybody has to have their own version. Uh, That's right, Bill. We, we don't care what it says as long as you do wind up following. That's all
2: we care about. You know what I, I reckon? I, first of all, I want to jump in and say thank you to everybody listening because I finally realized how hard it is to listen because I was doing an event the other night, and uh, <laughs> I said, has, has anybody in here heard the podcast? And one person raised their hand. And everybody else was kind of like, yeah, we want to listen, we just don't know how. Apparently it's not easy to listen to podcasts <laughs> yeah. these days. So thank you for listening, if you are listening, we very much appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and of course, if you are listening, then you did find us, but we're we're available anywhere you can hear podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple all the all the all the major you know podcast places but of course if you're hearing us we don't need to tell you
2: that so <laughs> but you can tell your friends at least so that, yes. <laughs> maybe that will catch help 22 right if you're hearing yeah, it right. it's, it's like the cable company when the internet goes out just go on your app well I can't go on my app if I don't have any internet what's yeah, going on exactly here? exactly
1: yeah. so we do appreciate it no matter how you got here we, we do really appreciate you being here and a lot of stuff to talk about today but I always like to start out these things with something a little bit of a twist uh, something a little fun to talk about And um, this, I saw this the other day And it just kind of struck me as funny That the, the headline was Arby's sells alcohol
2: Yes, yeah, now did you we're see talking. This? Yeah. Not, I did not see it, but it, you already caught my attention yeah. with the headlines.
1: I could just hear what's in Ving Rames, right?
2: Yeah, we have we the hug, bourbon.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, apparently they don't sell it in the restaurants, but they have a new bourbon that's available out there wherever you buy your alcohol, uh, and it's smoked just like their meat. Oh, my God. Yeah, bourbon smoked over a bed of hickory, mesquite, and pecan wood, or is it pecan, depending where you're from. But uh, it's it's their second attempt at selling some kind of bourbon. Last year, I think they they did vodka infused with curly fries. I can't imagine why that didn't. Go
2: oh, well. <laughs> well, vodka's potatoes. I guess it makes sense, right? That, I mean, that's... yeah,
1: but that curly fry seasoning. Oh, yeah, yeah that's not
2: know. that's not good. Oh,
1: yeah, was saying, which which got me to thinking. If you had a um, if you had a favorite food out there that you would want turned into a bourbon, what, what flavor would that be?
2: You know, I'm. Favorite food turned into a bourbon. You you gotta go with uh, with like Frank's Red Hot, like buffalo buffalo wing sauce, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean that's that that would to me that would be interesting. A little spice in the bourbon. Um, okay. Yeah, I, you know that'd be all right with me. That'd be okay. Yeah, all right. my Mine would be lobster, lobster little, flavored bourbon. Yeah.
1: My wow. Point, my point is one of two things: either it would be awesome, or after like three glasses, who cares?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, that's really the point, right? It doesn't matter what flavor we make it. Exactly. And how often does the alcohol ever taste like the flavor anyway? It's yeah. like you, you have yeah. all these high hopes, and then you drink it, and you're yeah. like, oh, all I taste is the booze. You it's like,
1: honey, you want to go to Arby's? No, I'll just do a shot.
2: Yeah. Thanks, it's the same thing. I get- <laughs> <laughs> Those poor college students
1: out there take notice, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, we, I wanted to talk about something today that, that actually a bunch of my friends are kind of talking about, and I'm, I'm sure you deal with this a lot at – at the office um people who are kind of on the fence about fully retiring right whether it's because they like working or or they just want to have something to do every day i bring this up because a lot of my friends are talking about it i know you just wrote a, an article for kiplinger which is very cool and that's where i read this too kiplinger reporting that partial retirement is becoming very popular especially especially hmm. since the pandemic have, have hmm. you been seeing this as well
2: you know, Bill, we, uh, we actually see this a lot with our families. Uh, you see it a lot with the more successful families because of the fact that they've done such a great job in their career. Um, you know, this whole thought of completely stepping away is scary for any individual who's highly, success, uh, highly successful, right? Because you have this idea that you have a routine, you have a system, you've been doing it so well, you're, you're regimented into this system of success that you created for yourself. So what I see a lot of the times is I see highly successful families and the husbands and the wives they've done so well throughout their careers that instead of retiring or in lieu of retiring they are offered opportunities to consult and that has uh-huh. been a game changer. So for example, we have a a, a family who uh, he's a he's a chemical engineer. Uh, all he does is consult now. You know, so there, there's a lot of opportunity in different spaces to just consult for the larger corporations. And I would recommend that as opposed to, you know, continuing to work and phasing yourself out. And that always leads to disappointment somehow or some way because your roles are gonna change. You're not gonna be able to necessarily do the same things that you're used to doing. Businesses are gonna evolve, no pun intended, and you're gonna end up not doing the same job. Well, if you're a consultant, you're taking all of your best experience and all the items and the elements that you like from your career, and you're teaching it to somebody else, or you're implementing it somewhere else. So this idea of consulting is just a key, and even better, you know, most of the time when these families consult, as opposed to retiring, you know, they set up their own S corporations, uh, filing as LLC. So the tax, the tax savings is usually a little bit better than being a W two employee for somebody else, because you have a little bit more leeway to kind of write things off, to 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 be a little bit more in control of your, you know, your finances. As opposed to being a W two, and here's your paycheck, and here's what we're taking out. So, all of those all of those items lead many successful families to say, "Yeah, we'll, we'll just consult." Or a lot of families also start their own little businesses. I've had families that started uh, ice cream shops and loved it and hated it. And I've had families that have started, you know, restaurants. Uh, you know, sometimes it's it's okay. I'm going to do something completely different. That doesn't always work. Out, yeah, that, but was consulting gonna, works.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because a lot of the guys I'm talking to are like. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the corporate world, but I think I don't mind if I go do, I don't know, drive a golf cart and beverage cart somewhere or go become a, you know, um, working part time at, at a place like the Home Depot, right? Just to right. have something to do because I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, it's really funny, right? We go to work and, and if all goes well, we work for, for like 40 years, 45 years, right? Yeah, pretty much. We're yeah. going to work every day. We get up. We have a reason to get up and then suddenly if you retire and just don't really have that
2: he can play mind games with you. You know, the the thing that I that I would say is the most important. Don't get out of your comfort zone too much and expect if you do, you should expect that it's gonna there's gonna be a learning curve. But a lot of successful families they've established themselves in their career path so well that they feel like if they tried something new, anything that they do is going to turn to gold, right? And there's something to be said about what you're saying. Rather than just retiring and walking away, working was, especially for men, you know, sorry guys, but it's the way it is. Working was, you know, your sense of purpose. That's that's what ends up happening, right. you know, it becomes your sense of purpose, your your reason for being. And and that's in the internal DNA of being a hardworking guy, taking care of your family. It's, it's just the way it goes. But, you know, I was sitting with my, my, um, my daughter and her girlfriend the other night, and uh, we had a nice conversation going. My daughter is applying to uh, Ringling down here because she wants to take her art a step further and wants to get in the animation world. And her girlfriend, August, is, um, is working right now, and she's going to college, and she's still trying to figure out exactly what she wants to do, but she's taking classes on the side. And, uh, and August, I had a conversation with her, and I said, listen, you know, in my opinion – work has has changed for me this idea of work i would rather get up every day and love what i'm doing than worry about the money if somebody would have told me that you know years ago i probably would have been in the same spot now but i would have done it a lot quicker right i would have found right. a way to do the things that i enjoy doing every and everybody says well you can't always like work and you can't always that's not true i mean bill if i asked you do you love what you do and you, i know what your answer would be so i think that's the secret for the retirees as well i don't care whether you're 18 or 80. you know it, you have to find something that you love do, love doing that fills you with that sense of purpose that you're going to be giving up from your career right right I, that's how i feel about
1: that and, and, and i also know that just just from my own personal experience and in, in my family that uh, when you no longer have that purpose it can, it can be debilitating my grandmother was a lovely lady uh, I would not have wanted to work for her. Uh, she was, she ran a, a, a nurse's, uh, well, she basically was the head of nurses at a hospital for 40 years. Right. Can't prove it, but I'm pretty sure Nurse Ratchet was based on her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, great to me, but I wouldn't have wanted to work for her anyway. At the end of 40 years, she retired, and we lost her within five years. There you go. Because she went home, and she just sat down. And I know it's a big shift for people. I, I know, too, that a lot of times, couples that retire together, can find it to be a little bit difficult, right? Because suddenly you haven't been home with each other all the time because you're working, and now you are. So, you know, I've, I've read articles that say you should retire six months apart just to get used yeah. to that. Well, there's the, there's <laughs> this
2: idea of, you know, it, it all comes down to the same thing. You retire, and then what do I do now? What's my purpose now, right? And when you're trying to figure that out with somebody, you've got such a great system going the way that things are going now, right? Everybody has their own time. Everybody... Let's face it, you know, marriage is a beautiful, wonderful institution. So the idea here is everybody's still a separate individual, though. You know, your marriage is is one thing, but you still are separate individuals. You still have purpose. And now you throw all that confusion in to one couple who no longer has kids in the house, no longer, now what do we do, right? Yeah. And I think it's okay to ask those questions. I see it every day right. with these families. Um, you know, and I see it after they've been retired for a couple of years, I see it as they're nearing retirement, but the reality is you find something that, that gives you purpose and, and, in a lot of ways, you know, doing that extra job or doing that extra consulting gig, man, I've had so many wives say, that's why I'm still sane, because if he was in the house all the time, I'd kill him. Like, and they literally will give you, look at you with a straight face and say, I'll kill him. Yeah. And back to this idea, you know, and, and I thought about this the other night, like I said, when I was sitting with August. She's just such a great person. And she said something about education. She said something about, um, you know, doing something else. Uh, and she was trying to make a decision. But again, all these decisions, 18 or 80, have to be based on what's going to make us happy, what's going to give us a purpose. You know, it has to have very little to do with the money. Whereas we're teaching our youth right now that it's all about the money. And that's a completely wrong message to send. Yeah. I've told my daughter a million times you don't want to go to college, don't go to college. I said the same thing to my son. I said, well, You're going to college because he got a scholarship. He's going to college, right? <laughs> I don't care what you major in, but you're going to, I mean, somebody's paying for you to do this. You're going to do it, right? Right. right. Um, so, this whole idea, you know, especially the way we teach our youth and in a sense, the way that we teach ourselves. Think about it like this When you are retired, how long do we really have, right? And we keep thinking, it's it's especially true of people that are guilty of not having their estate plan completed. They retire, they're in their seventies, they've got all this money, and they're like, "Oh, everything's fine. I got a lot of money." But if something happens to you, then what? Right? We're not here because of you and your success. We're, we we need to start talking about what happens when you're gone. Now, it's just such a it's such a disaster when people put things off or say, "Well, I'm good enough for this. I don't need to worry about this." Retirement is a dangerous trap to fall into if you don't start thinking about these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm, I was laughing earlier when you said, you know, the wives will say, I'm going to kill you. My, my parents were that way, so my dad went, you know, he retired. But then he just wound up, uh, he went to work for Enterprise just shuffling cars back and forth, right, between between uh, lots and dealerships or whatever and, and the rental areas just just to get out of the house and do something for a few hours every right. day. Right. and And they stayed happily married because of that. So.
2: <laughs> right, you know, and I have things that I think of, you know, I love what I do now. What I try to think of for later on in life are what are the things that I've really enjoyed doing in my life. I've enjoyed being a performer before. I've enjoyed doing stunt work, stuff like that. Now, I probably won't be able to do that later on in life as far as the stuff that I like to do. Um, But I also, I got to tell you, one of the best times in my life, I still don't remember all the years because I was working so hard and going to school full time. But I was a casino dealer at a casino for for almost five years. Wow. I loved that job. You know, I I, I love it. I I learned a valuable skill. It helped me have medical benefits and stuff like that for the kids as I was working my way through college. Uh, and I was a young dad. So when I think about it, though, I really love going to work every night. And there's so when I look back, I try to think of things that I really love doing. There is nothing in the world that I love doing more than this. I love well, being able to help families. I love being able to help with retirement. I love the fact that I'm one of the few people who tell my families, start spending your money, right? Because <laughs> what you can't take it with you. Right. So I, when I do think about what I want to do, if I ever retire, you know, it's a big if, uh, it's going to be something that I know that I love doing, even if it's not in the same industry, right? I, I'm, because I'm going to be happy doing it. Right. Well, as they say, if, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's, right.
1: that's what it comes down to. All right. So we, we've, we're, we're talking a little bit about people who partially retire or... Retire and then unretire because they don't want to be around. What about that third option? Uh, Let's talk about what if you don't intend to retire at all? Uh, An article in Yahoo recently pointed out there are still financially savvy steps that you have to take if you don't plan to retire at all. And they say number one is to make sure you check out healthcare options. And I just wanted to run this by you. Yeah. Because a lot of us don't think about that, right? We always have coverage from work or whatever. Uh, but that's not always the case if you decide to never retire. Is, is healthcare something we should just
2: always have at the top of our list? You know, I'm going to say that they're they're probably saying this because when you talk about healthcare options, you, you if you're going to continue to work, you hopefully have it through work, right? But the idea here is if you're continuing to work, what are we still continuing to have? This big income, right? Mm-hmm. Now we talk about Social Security. Um, and eventually you have to take your Social Security, whether you retire or not. 70 is the longest you can put it off. But if you keep adding all this income up, there's this potential that you're going to be paying three to four times more for your Medicare Part B health care coverage, and everybody has to have Medicare Part B. So this idea of making sure your health care options are laid out for you just means that you don't want to fall into a trap where because you decided to work, it's more expensive for you. First of all, you want to you got to defer your Social Security till full retirement age, which in a lot of people's cases listening to this is somewhere between sixty six and sixty eight years old. You have to defer the, that because what they're going to do, you can only make about eighteen thousand dollars a year if you take Social Security early, like at sixty two or any time before that full retirement age. They're going to just collect. I think it's like two to one, two dollars for every dollar or something like that, and okay. it goes back into the Social Security you know machine and we all know how you feel about social security bill just tell us one more time how you feel about it not a fan no but tell us why tell us what you would do Well
1: on. because I could save more on my own <laughs> <laughs> And you know what here's the deal I'm going to give it back to me that's because that's the kind of guy I am.
2: There you go. No, so this idea of you know if you if you don't do this correctly, if you take Social Security early and you're still working, you're going to put yourself in a in a much tougher situation financially. That's why you, especially with healthcare, you know I can't say it enough. Healthcare is going. to, Who knows what it's going to look like even five years from now, let alone twenty years from now, ten years from now. So this idea of making sure that you have all of your options laid out, preferably keeping it through work. Okay. If you don't keep it through work, let's say, uh, here's a perfect example. Some, some of my families retire a couple years early and they just, they're done and they want to be done. They have enough. And if they're 62, we still have to bridge that gap to Medicare at 65.
1: Yeah. Right? But wait now, to be fair, we have the affordable health care plans. Sure.
2: Sure. So let's talk about how affordable <laughs> those are. If you make over $80,000 a year, you're basically paying for the plan. You're not getting any you're not getting any supplements, you're not getting any um what are they? They're not supplements. Subsidies, they're called subsidies, mm-hmm. where they give you money towards your plan. So I've seen families that are paying $2,000 a month per person for something from the Affordable Care Act or from the from the healthcare marketplace. So what a lot of families can do in lieu of this, and all of you at home, if you're if you're investigating this, write this down, And you can certainly call us as well. We'll talk about that in a second, but um, there are what they call short-term plans. Short-term plans used to be only good for about a year now you can get them for up to three years because they were specifically designed to help bridge that gap between 62 and 65. now with short-term plans they're gonna they're gonna ask you about pre-existing conditions and things like that but the idea here is that you're going to have a much lower premium now your your deductible might be a little bit higher but successful families aren't really concerned with deductible because, all they really want to make sure of is that if they have a heart attack, they're not paying, you know, $180,000 for the hospital bill, right? So you have a higher deductible, maybe 2500 or 5000 but it's really there in case something tragic happens, in case you have some sort of a major medical emergency. Then it covers everything after that. So you might have a total out-of-pocket cost of maybe 7500 bucks, but, you know, you're paying three or $400 a month for a premium instead of, $2, or three thousand dollars a month, right? Right, so th- those are the options that you can lay out there. Those are called short term plans. United Healthcare offers a lot of great plans, uh, Golden Rule offers a lot of great plans short term as well. So, you know, this whole idea of healthcare, there are whether you're going to retire or not, you know, you always have to make sure you know what's going to happen because these are the surprises that sneak up on you, right? Medicare surcharges we call them the stealth tax because you never see them coming you just get a letter from the Social Security Administration so
1: Wow Wow all right well listen these are things that not all of us really do think about when we aim for retirement right mostly what we think about is have I put enough away is it going to be enough to get me through my retirement years but you know you there's there's a lot more to this folks really and and I know you've got questions whether it's something you heard here today or just questions in general about Retirement. And like Adam said, they're more than happy to talk to you at Evolution Retirement Services. If you'd like to give them a call, the number is 866-838-3765. 866-838-3765. And uh, you can go to the website as well. There's evolutionretirementservices.com is is their main site. However, they have another great site called taxfreefortmyers.com. That's tax-free, F-O-R-T, make sure you spell that out, Myers.com, that has on there a whole bunch of, uh, well, links to our podcast, it's got other information that you need, there's some white papers on there dealing with all different things involved in retirement, and of course, also Adam's book, uh, They Lied, The Real Cost of Your Retirement answering the question of why didn't I know this when I was heading into retirement and you know Adams told the story before he, he didn't write the book to get rich uh,
2: I actually I actually did get into this business to get rich filthy rich. I wanted to make a lot of money and buy whatever I wanted. Connor McGregor says it best I, I've got I can do whatever the, the heck I want and get away with it money right um, <laughs> I, I kind of just wanted I can do whatever I want money you know and, and financial security for my family. And as I was making a lot of money, I realized that it's not that hard to just flip the switch and the the message is the same. You know, if you just send the message out first and you identify the people that want to work with you, that, you know, ev- not everybody has to work with you. You could still help people and you'll still end up with families to serve. So, uh, you know, the book was, gosh, I don't know, 10 to 15 years of, just case studies and hard work and things that Kurt, my partner Kurt and I have seen. You know, we have a great team here, Bill. We've got two estate planning attorneys, two CPAs. Uh, we've got a CFP on the back team here as well. All those wonderful designations that mean absolutely nothing until you really need them. Um, you know, we, we had this this idea of, let's just create an environment where people can get the help they need. And if we identify people to work with, great. And if we don't, what's the worst that that's going to happen? They're going to have something nice to say about us because we didn't charge them and we helped them with something. So that was the <laughs> that was the idea. And honestly, one of my one of my more brilliant business moves, if I if I do say so myself, and I I do, um, <laughs> because it's it, that is I've had very few brilliant moves in my life. As much as everybody likes to give me credit for ideas and things like that, the the main idea is. How do you stack up? What's your legacy going to be? Right. just the same question that all these families that listen to this podcast, that read the book, the articles, all the tools that we give them. The same question is that they have to answer. What is my legacy? Where am I at right now? What do I want to do? Because that truly is the hidden question and the hard question. We could talk about whether we're retiring or not, whether we're consulting or not, whether we but you still have to dig down deep inside and say, okay, what do I what is it that I want? What's my legacy? And that's very, very scary for a lot of people, especially people imagine doing something for 30, 40, 45 years the same way, finding success, and all of a sudden waking up one day and having to answer that question. I mean, how would you feel? No, it's it's
1: daunting as hell. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So the book is called uh, They Lied, The Real Cost of Your Retirement, and it really is a good read, folks. I've got it, and I recommend it. Uh, Again, you can find it at taxfreefortmyers.com. Well, Adam, our our time just, man, it just flies by. I don't know how this happened so quick, but.
2: uh. I'll tell you, it sure does, buddy. And, and, you know, I do want to send out one other quick thought to everybody today. Um, I know how overwhelming some of this is. And sometimes I know how families aren't overwhelmed and they should be. You know, if you know deep down whether you've investigated all these things, whether you feel good about it. A lot of us like to think, well, my my guy, you know, my, my advisor, air quotes, air quotes. <laughs> he's got it all taken yeah. care of, you know. And so many times we find that those questions aren't being asked, you know, like, OK, the money's fine. I I can I can do well with anybody's money. I can make money. I can I can do very well with investments. That's not the point. We have to get away from this this performance oriented mindset like, oh, my money's fine, so I'm going to be fine. It's not about the money anymore. There's so many other things that go into it. We have to switch from our performance mindset to our goal mindset, right? And that's, I would challenge everybody listening to this. I don't care if it's time right now or not, it's all about time. It's all about timing. Um, you know, you have to challenge yourself, especially before the holidays and with the holidays coming up. Uh, this is when people start to really reflect on this the most. Um, so challenge yourself, make sure that your goals are being met, make sure you've asked yourself the hard questions. And most of all, God bless you all, and thanks for listening.
1: Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Look forward to the next time we get together. Thanks, Bill. And thank you for listening to the Retirement Evolved podcast with Adam Bruno. Again, real quick, please click your submit, like, follow button, whatever you have there on your podcast player. We would greatly appreciate it. Till next time. Go
0: Bills. Investment advisory services are offered through Evolution Wealth Management Incorporated, an investment advisor registered with the state of Florida. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Evolution Wealth Management's unique CRD number is 307644. You can obtain a copy of Evolution Wealth Management's firm brochure, Form ADV Part 2A, free of charge by visiting advisorinfo.sec.gov. Evolution Wealth Management offers investment advisory services only, where it is appropriately registered or exempt from registration and only after clients have entered into an investment advisory agreement. And confirming the terms of engagement and have been provided a copy of the firm's ADV Part 2A. Insurance services are provided by Evolution Retirement Services. Any guarantees mentioned are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company and may be subject to restrictions, limitations or early withdrawal fees, which vary by the issuer. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. You should consider the charges, risks, expense and investment objectives carefully before entering a contract. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and should not be construed as a solicitation to Affect or attempt to affect either transactions in securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. This material is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting, or other financial advice. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors before engaging in any transaction. Evolution Wealth Management and Evolution Retirement Services are affiliated entities.